Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's time for your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Bros Podcast. It's a wonderful Wednesday here as I put us on gallery view real quick. Be live. You're looking good. Scotty D. How about them cowboys? See, I had to pull it back a little bit so I won't be screaming to the mic because I'm known to blow some eardrums out from time to time. Uh, Panthers lost. I'll be all right. I'm glad somebody team won this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad. Something me too. To, yeah, something something had to happen. Fire Matt Rule, start PJ Walker, do something. <laughs> but anyways, I'm incoherently rambling. I'm running my mouth. You know I can't do this by myself. I have not one, but two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? Unlike Tom Brady's marriage, the three of us are here to stay. I I had to do it. That's all we're going to talk about it because uh, I just had to I had to bust out the gate with that one because I I just that that's breaking news that um the, the show has hired a um, divorce lawyer because her husband won't stay home and now he's losing football games on top of that so. What are you really doing, Tom, Edward, Fitzpatrick, all those other names? And because Giselle is probably richer than you, you're going to lose her last name, so go back to Brady. But I said what I said. Um, I'm now incoherently rambling. At this moment of time, could you please introduce the other guy? Bring him into the fold because this is a marriage, a three-way marriage. Is this some progress? You know what? I'm just going. I'm I'm off the rails today, so mm-mm, I do apologize. And with that being said, <laughs> the other guy, because I don't know what the hell he's talking about. The other guy, the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, the assistant athletic director at the Trinity High School. He's happy because his team won. The one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. They say that breaking up is. Is hard to do. Now I know. I know that it's true. Not us. Again, not us. We're thinking along the same lines. <laughs> guys, we're not breaking up. So I want to show you guys some love. And, and I want to tell everybody, you know, we have some of these conversations before we go on the air. And you guys are way smarter than me. Yeah, you, you, you got the technical stuff down on this. You, you, you know all the you, you, you're, you're smart on the computer and all this stuff. And, and I'm just a big dummy talking sports with you guys. I just wanted to share with everybody that um, these guys are, are very good at what they do when it comes to putting this show together. And I, I'm lucky to have you guys. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Ho, ho, ho. Before we time out, did he just say that he is lucky to have us? Use I it, am. Use it the other way around. Man. The other way around, like the Scott Donnelly and the Sports Bros podcast. Listen, I I never wanted it to be said that I didn't show uh, any love to my supporting cast. I, this, so this, there this, we go. This, this we are for those 
that are um, advocates of Stranger Things and Vecna and the Upside Down. This is what we're experiencing right now. The Upside Down because the Cowboys and Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush is still undefeated. So we are now getting the best version of Scotty D. So what you're going to get is the worst version of your boy Be Live because my Panthers suck. Oh, and okay. all I can wait for right now is when Dak Prescott gets healthy because it's going to be epic. It's yes. going to be epic because the first game that Dak Prescott loses is going to be pandemonium. But Eddie Cool, before we get into that, yeah, game, I, I I just I just wanted to make sure I publicly thanked my supporting cast. I mean, I just didn't want that moment to get this by. will change. Very, very soon, because at some point in time, it, Cooper Rush losing a game, it happens. But when Dak that Prescott gets healthy, <laughs> you're going to get a money man rant, and I guarantee it. Eddie Cool, take us to the top of the order. What are we going to talk about today? All right, but before uh, I take us to the top of the order, um, we want to give our thoughts and prayers to those affected by Hurricane Ian um, in the Carolinas, Florida, um, in the Caribbean, uh, thoughts and prayers are out with you as well, too. Um, also, want to give a quick shout out to uh, Reese Jenkins, the guy that designed this logo. Uh, he's doing some pretty big things with lesser known comics, and uh, he's got a Kickstarter going on. And so, we'll have all that information in the link. And uh, so, shout out to you, Reese, man. You finally yeah. made it happen. And boy, we're proud of you over here. Yeah, we're rooting for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Over here at the Sports Bros Podcast. All right, now that we got it out of the way, let's go ahead and hop right into it, the top of the order. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. All right, fellas, so here we go. Another week of NFL football, and I posed a question to you and myself as well, too. With that being said, what did we learn this weekend, fellas, in the National Football League? Scotty D, you first. Uh, we're four games in normally what would be a quarter of the season, you know, prior to the extra game being added on and man, there's a lot of different things I could say that I have learned going forward. I, I'm, I'm going to narrow it down to just a, a, a couple here. Um, number one thing I've learned, the AFC North is doo-doo and that was a division we were expecting to be really good. The Ravens can't hold a lead. The Browns are in their their funky situation between getting um, Deshaun Watson on the field and having said goodbye to Baker Mayfield. The Bengals got off to a bad start. They look to be maybe riding the ship. If they can protect their quarterback, they should emerge. But that that division has been everybody's two and two. Oh, actually, the Steelers are one and two. But it's 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 a teetering division. Um, I learned that when Jerry Jones hired Mike McCarthy. I was angry because I wanted him to, to hire Matt Rule. I now have officially accepted the fact that that was a better choice than what I would have chosen. That Matt Rule, and I know you guys are thinking along the lines I am, does not belong as the head coach in an, on a, for an NFL team. And I don't believe that Baker Mayfield at this point belongs being the starter for an NFL team. That's point number two. And I know you guys might want to chew on that one a little bit before we get too much further, but hang on just a second. And before this season started, I predicted that the Rams would go back to the Super Bowl. I thought the Bills, I said the Bills would beat the Rams in the Super Bowl this year. 
I now believe that I am going to be wrong on that prediction. I have learned that the Rams are not going to be that strong. They are, they have offensive line problems that make the Bengals jealous. Their quarterback had off season arm surgery. He's not accurate with the football. He's not, his arm is not, doesn't appear to be strong and he appears to be running for his life back there. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's too early to say the sky is falling because I believe that the whole division is two and two. They have time to, to write the ship, but they're only throwing the ball to one guy. Stafford's throwing the ball. He's got one offensive weapon, really. That's that's all they seem to be doing. Defensive, you know, the defense is still okay, but they they have they have a, a lot to overcome. I think if they are going to uh, get back to the big game, as I predicted back in August, uh, pick any of those three things, guys. You want to you want to jump in on any of that stuff? Or what you what or what I'm telling you that I have learned. Uh you, you want to go first, Bilal? What you want to do? I'm, 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 I'm going to do this, and because it, it's going to, is, it's going to, the ship is going to change, and it's going to be back to the status quo. I think I, no, I don't think I really want it to be because I've been picking on this division for forever. The NFC East that I love the call, the NFC. Least just might be the NFC beast. Mm. It might. I'm here's the thing I'm not completely sold on the Giants, but Agreed. they are mm. they are three and one. They are three and one for a reason. They put up battles against, I mean. I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't know. I don't know. But right now, as it sits, if you look across the entire NFL, the NFC East is the best division across all of football. You And the thing about this is that we, we tend to turn to names of teams. Not necessarily the talent that's on the team. We turn to names of teams. The Dallas Cowboys have been mediocre for so long that we just tend to sometimes write them off, especially when their star quarterback goes down. They're three and one. They're holding their own without Dak. Now, does Dak learn from this? I am waiting for the comfort. Jerry Jones said it. And he is most likely going to regret those words because there will be controversy when Dak Prescott comes back. Because you know that he's going to start when he's healthy. He's definitely going to start. Right. So it's going to be exactly what was said. All right. Here's the thing, though. Let me just hold before you move on. Let me me just throw this at you. I don't know there's going to be controversy as far as where – whether the co- there's going to be a coaching decision to be made, that decision's made. It's going to be Dak. Prescott. Yeah, absolutely. But they they play an away game this week at the Rams. I believe the following week is at Philly. Uh, Dak is not playing this week. He already said he can't grip the football well enough. We don't know if he will in Philly. And then they come home after, and I, I don't know who they're playing when they come home. But the thing is, when Dak comes back and he's playing at home, and if he throws a couple errant passes. The fans are going to be booing. Now, we could see Cooper Rush lay an egg completely the next two weeks, and then people say, I can't wait till Dak comes back. I mean, very easily, the Cowboys in three weeks could be three and three. 
you know, very, very easily they could lose on the road to the Rams and on the road to the Eagles. And Cooper Rush could look terrible. But if he wins one of those games or if they lose a close game, that's not really because of him. You know, if he continues to manage game well, not turn the ball over, let C.D. Lamb make plays, let, you know, Zeke and Pollard run the ball. If all that stuff continues and the defense continues to just play like lights out like they have been, then if that comes in there and he throws a pick, the fans are going to let him have it because it's already been a slow build the last couple of years. He's not winning big games. He's not winning playoffs. He's not beating winning teams. Trey Duke's leading the charge with the pitchforks and, <laughs> and, the, and the lanterns. But I tell you, there's a lot more Trey Dukes out there. And if, if yeah. Dak has a bad game, especially at home, boy, the Trey Dukes are going to be out in full force letting him have it. So that, right. that's and, where the controversy will be amongst oh, the fan base. The controversy also with that is that the Cowboys are not only winning games, they're also getting healthier because Michael Gallup showed up. He's back. They're getting healthier. And, Dalton and they're Schultz. still winning. Yeah. Dalton, that's what I'm so his, I would not wish this on anyone, but the amount of pressure that's going to be on Dak Prescott is going to be enormous. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, but I just want to put that out there. But I've also, what I've also learned is that I don't think anybody in what we called before coming into the season, what was the second toughest, I don't think anybody in the NFC West wants it. <laughs> the, 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 shake, very shaky there, isn't it? Uh, we thought this was one of the best divisions, and right now we're like, okay, right now leading the division, they're all two and two. But when we look at the teams that are in this division, leading the division is a Jimmy G. Matt Stafford is a shell of his former self. I just threw him off of my fantasy team, by the way. (laughs) Threw, threw, Threw him completely off. I'm waiting on waivers to clear. He is off my fantasy team. On one of my fantasy teams. Um, of course, we're not looking for much out of Seattle. And then Arizona, I don't need, I don't even know who they really are. I say I don't buy them. I, and that's mm-hmm. why I thought Kingsbury was a hot seat candidate when we talked to, about a month or so ago. I, I, I'm having a hard time. I, I'm looking at the more of the way the Cardinals kind of fizzled towards the end of last season. And they, they were like, what, 9-0 and or 10-0 and at one point, I think. Yep. And kind of fizzled out. So. Yeah, to, to your point that they we don't they seem to not have a, a real identity at, at this point. I mean, I guess it's it's supposed to be Kyler Murray, but yeah, maybe, it's just, maybe DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe he's that that lightning rod. I don't know. Could be, could be. But one thing I've also learned, and I don't know how this how this is going to happen, what way it's going to go, but I'm going to say this as a public service announcement. To all of the Atlanta Falcon fans that are endorsing that Lamar Jackson gets paid top dollar, stop it. Because he is he has been performing real Atlanta Falcon-ish because they cannot hold a lead. Oh my God. They will beat uh, they will beat they if if the game was three quarters, if it was 45 minutes. The Baltimore Ravens would be the best team in the <laughs> NFL by far. Mm-hmm. But they cannot hold a lead, and they're sitting at two and two, and I'm like, Lamar Jackson should be clearly the favorite for MVP if the game was 45 minutes. 
So I'm right now they're sitting in the middle of that mess in the AFC North. We don't know right now. I mean, we do we want like in the AFC altogether? Is it the Chiefs? Is it still the Bills? Ah, the Bills have been shaky with the games against the Dolphins and the Ravens. Well, both of those games, I believe they could have lost, but they edged it out against the Ravens because that also, um, Harbaugh, bro, kicked the field goal. Yeah. Kick the field goal. Like, well, what are you doing? Put points on the board. You're, it's a tie game. I'd understand if you were down, whatever, it's a tie game. you got to put points on the board. It's much different if you're losing by three points and you're trying to drive the ball down or if you're tied and you're trying to drive the ball down. If you're tied, you don't have that much to lose. If you're losing by three, you have a lot to lose. And you put that pressure. I think you have to kick it, too. But his explanation made sense to me, though. I, I get it. You know what? What didn't it? What explanation didn't make any sense to me? The entire Monday um, press conference with Matt Rule, had, which had, at no point in time has taken any freaking accountability for anything that's going wrong with my Panthers. And I was not going to watch it. So if I were to watch it, I would have been cussing and probably got fired. Be like, he, lit- he literally said during the press conference. That he believes in his defense so much that he's willing to go for it on fourth down in their own territory because he believes their defense is that good. So you're telling me that you're willing to put our defense in bad situations because you no 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 blah blah blah. Hey hey hey, if I'm a defensive player on the Panthers, I'm like yo yo my my dude, you don't don't put the whole thing on us. Kick the ball away. Let us work the field. Don't don't be doing the silly fake punts and eligible receiver downfield. Um, freaking going for it on fourth in our own territory when the game is still very close in the first. I'm sorry, my bad. Said I wasn't going to do it. No, um, dude, you ever you listen? This is year three, and this is the year you have to see some kind of improvement. And and yeah. it's just not it's not there. I mean, it's not, it's, I, I defended him last year and the year before. I said, well, he hasn't had much to work with. This is what his third quarterback he's had as a starter. I mean, yep. and he should be taking Baker Mayfield and help him make him better. And Baker's getting worse. He's only completing, I think, fifty percent of his passes. He's thrown the ball into the line. Like I think he leads the league in batted down balls. I mean, it just. It, things are out of sync there in such a bad way. The team is not trending in the right direction. He's going to be coaching Wisconsin next year or Nebraska or something. Please, please, please. Yeah, because yeah, because he got to get the hell up out of Charlotte. I, I look at it like this when it comes to Carolina. We have everybody healthy. We should not be this bad. We have everybody <laughs> healthy. There's no reason we should be this bad bad i mean a lot of people like well ed what you think about it i'm like man this is a mixture of the coaching and baker mayfield i said it i mean yes i told people i said i would rather have a quarterback that will wake up in the morning and feel dangerous as opposed to a quarterback that sees ghosts want to kiss girls and catch mono talking about sam Darnold. the thing about it is is just i don't know i'm i'm, I'm like be live why are you putting our defense 
in this adverse situation that doesn't help us out. Our defense is good. Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn, Brian Burns. The front end is pretty good. Um, Dante Action Jackson, well, he ain't getting burnt the hell up. We got a pretty good defense, a pretty solid, pretty stellar defense. But uh, but you just I, – I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm as, as far as Matt Rule goes, I'm done with his ass. I'm, I'm done with it. I've seen enough. It, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm I'm to say I'm this. Tired. As an NFL coach – you end up you end up with a you end up with a roster. At the end of the day, you can say woulda, coulda, shouldas. We could have had this. We no. We end up with the roster that we have. We got Baker Mayfield on a discount that I've never seen before in my life. We're paying four million dollars for a number one draft pick. Wow. He has potential. He has skill, but there's certain limitations that he has that as a NFL head coach. You have to work towards his limitations. Hey, he can't see over the offensive line. <laughs> Move the pocket. Literally, these are things that other other quarterbacks, other teams have done with success. Look at the New Orleans Saints. Yep. I hate them. They are a division rival, but they made it work. Look at the Arizona Cardinals. They're making it work somehow. Yes, he's not as athletic as Kyler Murray. That little, I'm sorry, I'm about to say something bad. But it doesn't make any sense. I could talk at length, at nauseum, but he's not an NFL head coach. It's proven. It's time for yeah. him to go. That I that it's seat gonna, should it's be gonna red hot. It's, it's going to happen. He may not finish the year out. but. No. It's uh, but some guys, and it's been proven over and over again, from Steve Spurrier to Nick Saban, and these other guys that some guys are just meant to be college football head coaches. He was good at Temple, he was good at Baylor, and he may be good at Wisconsin or or Nebraska or Arizona State. You never know. There's college coaches dropping left and right already too. Yeah. He could be good at one of those schools, but I just he does not seem to be the guy that should be coaching NFL team. And I was wrong because I thought he was a. Uh, at the time, I, I cheered that that hiring and. Ben McAdoo ain't. My, my, ben McAdoo, McAdoo ain't no better. Nope, slick, slick McAdoo. He ain't no, he ain't no uh, damn right. better neither. He ain't worked through so that fire smash neither. We have so much more show to talk about. I saw, oh, oh boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But but as far as the Dallas Cowboys. We, there's an interesting situation in Dallas. Everybody's getting healthy, and let's talk about that defense. Yeah, defense. The defense looks good. The defense is keeping them in games, led by number eleven from heaven, Michael Parsons, and then Diggs is just it's it's a great recipe. And I I think the Cowboys are going to get progressively stronger over the year. The New York Jets, they hey sneaky. Hey, they are two sneaky. wins. Yeah, yeah, they are sneaky because when it comes to New York Jets, if there's blood in the water, they will attack. They're throwing, they're throwing the Philly special. They beat Pittsburgh, right? They did. Oh Lord, they beat Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett came in and threw a pick. So I mean, I I, I think like this might be Pittsburgh's first losing season in quite some time. It, it's trending that way because they have more problems than putting Kenny Pickett in as the starter is going to fix. And he is going to be the starter this week. He's been elevated to QB one, I believe, but uh, I, I, they, they are, 
I, I, and I, maybe it's, a lot of the blame is going to their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. I mean, they're, they're, he's getting a lot of blame. It, it's going to, it remains to be seen whether he can make this offense go with Kenny Pickett, you know, a rookie, a guy who, uh, granted, he, he was, he, he was, a, you know, four year guy at Pitt, started, I think, his last two years and got progressively better. If he continues to get better, then, okay, that's what you expect out of a first round pick. Personally, I thought he should have been the starter from week one because he had a little bit of momentum coming off of the preseason. I mean, all the it's preseason. It is what it is. You're not going to go to the Hall of Fame by playing well in the preseason, but he looked good enough to say, okay, you picked me first. Let's play him. But again, I'm not there in the, during the week of practice. I don't know how, what the guy looks like in camp and in practice and all that. But I know this. They have some 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 skilled positions. I mean, they have good wide receivers. They have a talented running back. The offensive line still a little suspect. But – Let's see if he can provide a spark. He didn't this past week. I he did. I guess he did to an extent because they did. They they he had a couple of rushing touchdowns, and that was the uh, the idea is to get him in there and, and to and to spark the team. But uh, the Steelers fell short. They have more problems than just Kenny. It's going to come in and save the season. Kenny Kenny Pickett has got to be in one of the worst situations possible. Mm. He is the he is the future of that team. He's going to be their quarterback for years to come. But for him to get thrown in and the second half for the Jets, he's going to be the starter. This is what he has to face coming up. He has the Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills next. (sighs) On the road. Uh, Then he has one of the best defenses in the league, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Then he has these upstart dudes from Miami. He's got the Miami. (laughs) Then he he has the best team in all of NFL right now, the Philadelphia Eagles, on the road. On the road. (laughs) (laughs) And then let's not sleep on the New Orleans Saints defense. And then you have the AFC champions. Dude, on, on, on NBC night game, yeah, it's it's not going to be tough road. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe that's why they didn't want to start him anyway. Maybe they right. Him. Trubisky has a little bit of seasoning, but the the team was just not rallying around him. He does he was not good, and oh. you know, some guys are just below the thirty two best quarterbacks in the world. They're like among the fifty best in the world, and that's guys like Mitchell Trubisky and Baker Mayfield. That's the kind of guys that are guys that are good enough to be in the league, but they're not the guy that should be starting every week. Yeah. Oh God, I'm I'm just wondering how. Oh, you know what? You know what? No more talk about my Panthers. Any cool? What'd you learn? You got something you want to do? Want to tell us that you learned so far from this season? Uh, the Jets are sneaky. Uh, okay. Pitt, yeah. Pittsburgh is in trouble. The Rams are in trouble. Um, and Geno Smith is playing better than Russell uh, Wilson, but then that I might don't know be if we I, I don't know if we learned anything from that. Other than that. that's more of a head scratcher kind of thing, right there. <laughs> right. Yeah, I tell you head. what, I tell you what I didn't learn, but was kind of reinforced to me, and that is the the, the Chiefs are still the team to beat in the yep. AFC. They they went out and laid an egg against the Colts on the road last Sunday, and they did what champions do. They came back and they went at, at at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a big way. They did. Yeah, you know, Ty, Tyree Tyree Kill. Here's what I learned: Tyree Kill makes the offense 
electric for Miami and Tyreek Hill not being in Kansas City. The offense is still electric there because Patrick Mahomes is still a bad boy. He he lit, he lit him up. He played like out of his mind, just like he was in the zone, thrown to, to Kelsey and a little flip backyard flip to Edwards Elaire. Oh my God, that's like <laughs> I, I saw that, that at sick. work. When I saw that at work, I was like, Oh, he caught. Oh, he. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, he <laughs> is he about to? And as soon as he did a little dump pass to Edwards Elaire, I went. I went back to work. I'm like, I, I the, the league is in trouble. If Patrick Mahomes is playing like that, the league is in trouble. That's, that's all I, I got to say. Love, I would love to be just – I would love to just sit down with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like, they, 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 you don't call these plays. It's just – this is backyard throwback football, and we're seeing it on a professional level. And it's just – it's beautiful to watch. Yeah, it really like, is. I was like, good Lord, what – what do you do? Because their defense is getting better. It's going Kansas City. Hey, it's a right now. Thing. I I feel like Kansas City and Buffalo right now are like the two best teams in the NFL, and then there's everybody else. That that to me that that if, with all with all due respect to the Dolphins and Eagles because they've had great starts. I just feel like those are the two the, the two best teams, and I know Buffalo has struggled a little bit the last couple. Of weeks. I think over the course of the season. The Bills are going to look more like we saw in the first couple weeks than these last two weeks. Yeah, the Bills have been battling injuries too. Um, on the mm-hmm. defensive side of the ball, they've been. But I mean, do you think we get another Ken Dorsey moment? I mean, that that's that's a jiffable moment. That is a <laughs> very jiffable moment. All right, fellas, moving right along. Let's go ahead and ask this question about baseball, fellas. What do we learn from this past season as we go into the playoffs? Uh, Scotty D, you go first. Um. Well, I, I learned that I that that the that the home run is still magic, and we talked about that um a little bit last week. That you know the 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 Aaron Judge chasing Maris thing, and he he tied with three games to go. He still needs one more to to move ahead of him. And Pujols has been just a joy to watch. You, you know, I I learned here's something I learned uh, earlier today that I, I didn't realize, but I think Kyle Schwarber he's like what yeah forty six home runs or something. Yep. crazy like that mm-hmm. I, I didn't even realize i, I learned that completely overshadowed somehow under the radar with 40 home over 40 home runs like that and 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 philly is is good you know and they're they're into the wild card uh round already they're they're they have clinched um i learned that last season was not a fluke when the braves came from behind because here they are again they were behind all season long and here they are in the driver's seat, having swept the match over the weekend. Uh, I picked my preseason pick for the World Series was Dodgers and Yankees. The Dodgers, with their season over 100 wins, I can't shy away from that. Y- Yankees got to get their pitching in order, and they have to get this lineup set. They- they've had a lot of injuries. They need DJ LeMahieu leading off, not Aaron Judge. Let Aaron Judge bat behind him, because behind Aaron Judge is a lot of question marks with the bat. So, um I don't know that I learned a lot baseball season other than um, some some of what I expected what was fulfilled. How about you, Eddie Cool? What'd you learn? I learned that Shohei Otani is still that damn dude. Yeah. Co- correction. Otani Shohei. If I'm gonna say his name, I'm gonna say his name right. Otani, he's still that dude. And, and didn't they give him like a? Didn't they sign him to some more money? 
Yeah, I you got a big deal. One, what I, was it just one year though? A, a one year, then I believe he'll be a free agent after. Thir- yeah, 30, 30 million, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, uh, to the other thirty plus teams out there in Major League Baseball, the competitors save this man from a career purgatory. Don't let him be the next Mike Trout. I uh, think it's one and done, or one, or one. It's not one, one more and done. I, I, I think it's, it's got to be. Yeah. Um, the San Diego Padres. Uh, they, they just. I don't want to say they kind of let me down, but I thought it would have been more competitive than what it would have been this season. And the third thing that I learned this year, um, you ain't got to have a lot of big-time stars if you're the Cleveland Guardians as you win your division and you're going to the playoffs. Yeah, so the the, the Cleveland Guardians, they got solid pitching. They manufacture runs, and they, they've been making things happen. So much so to the point that they won their division. So that's what I learned. Oh, man. Can, can I tell y'all what I've learned? I'd love to hear I, it. I've learned that, and I'll say it again, because I believe I said this on a previous um, podcast, that the Mets pitching is vulnerable. Jacob DeGrom, Matt Scherzer. Uh, yeah, the De- DeGrom doesn't look unbeatable anymore, does he? The Braves showed them who we thought they were. And on top of that, my Braves, Oh, the fountain of youth. They have not one but two rookie of the year candidates. Spencer Strider, Michael Harris Jr. My goodness. Um, I think it's on my dude from Seattle Mariners. Oh, was it Julio Rodriguez? Yep. Yeah. That, that is having a lights out year as well. It's been a year of youthful talent. And they have two players on the Braves that are up for Rookie of the Year, Kansas City. It's, it's just a beautiful thing to watch. And really when it comes down to it, I have to give hats off to my boy Hunter Simboli. He's been covering the Cleveland Indians, Guardians, such and such, roller derby team this entire season. <laughs> Had to do it. You got to search. You got to Google search something. Yeah. But he's been covering the team all season. And the Guardians have showed that they have grinded it out and they have separated themselves in the AL Central. And I'm curious, I'm excited to see what they do in the postseason. The postseason is set. Now it's all about seeding. Braves, all they have to do is win one game or the Mets lose one game. The uh, Braves will be number two seed, the Mets will be the number four seed. Right? As it sits, the Cleveland Guardians sit, um, they have won their division. Mariners have won wild card, um, not the Rangers, but the um, Astros. They have won their division. They are the number one seed in the um, AL, the um, Dodgers number one in the NL. Cardinals have won their division. Phillies have won the wild card. Their game ahead of the Padres um, for the fifth seed. And all of that matters. It's about to go. Down and guess what else is about to go down? The uh, beeline. Oh, you know what time it is. I'll bring it on. Get Let's ready get it. Y'all, for the be live top five coming up next, right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. See how good we look. We look good. Be live top five coming right up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, people, those that like football. Don't like football. 
waste girls, people. Animals. <laughs> Pikachus. Pikachus. Monkeys. Gorillas and zebras. This is the Beeline Top 5. five, 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 five. Oh, man. You know how much I'm amped and excited about college football and how much that Scotty D doesn't like it at all. But it's Ooh, okay. I, love it. I, love it. <laughs> I bring it, I bring the heat because it's what I do. This is the Be Live Top Five. I'm gonna do very similarly what I did last week because my top five, the teams stayed the same, but the order changed just a little bit. So I'm gonna brush up on what I believe are the top five teams in this particular order. Number five, I'm putting the Michigan Wolverines at number five. Number four is my shocker. Guess what? Georgia is number four. I dropped the ball. No, 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 because you said last week that wasn't going to do number one. That's not nope. going to be changing. That's what you nope. said last I, week. So I can change whatever. You said it. The proof is out on the. It Why was should I listen to you this week if you, you lied to me last you, week? I would have called me a lie. Because, because Georgia his list lied. is fluid. His list is fluid. To, 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 to say it one more time. Say his, it with your chest. His list Georgia is lied. Georgia lied on that football field when they played Mizzou. They lied they to lied. us. They lied. That was a terrible lie. I I thought Kent State was a fluke. Did they win? That, that don't mean a bit. It's how it means they that was a little fib. That was a little tiny, a little Nobody white lie. Nobody respects Mizzou. Hey, that's Mizzou. my home state. You're talking about. You're really from Missouri. I was born there. We'll talk about it later. Yes. All right. Breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> The, the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania is not really from Washington, Pennsylvania. <laughs> After 174 episodes, we thought we knew this guy. But yes, wow. All right. After you, when you really thought you knew somebody. But yes, Georgia <laughs> lied to us on that field. They lied. We thought they were that dominant. And I have to, I have to lead off with this. The reason why this list changed is because I have to take into consideration who these teams have played. Georgia has played nobody. No offense, Eddie Cool. I but who have they actually played? They played nobody that's ranked. They beat up on a lot of unranked teams. They beat up on. This is all this is what they've done. So when Alabama was floundering against Texas, when Ohio State struggled against Notre Dame, when Michigan didn't know who their quarterback was, when I mean, that so Georgia was dominant for the games that was they weren't dominant against, dominant against Kent State, and they definitely they almost lost. They were dominated for three plus quarters against Mizzou. Mizzou was up by double digits. Georgia lied to us. Number three, Clemson. Clemson moves up to number three, and the reason why is because they're the only team in the top five that has beaten two top 25 teams. Oh. They're the only two. Only team. So you gotta put you you gotta put that it's in their resume. Right now, NC State is 14, Wake Forest is 15. <laughs> Anybody else got a resume better than that? I think not. Fair number enough. two. Number two, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Because I think Clemson is trending up more than any other team right now. 
I think they're trending in the right direction. DJU is doing his thing. This is not a homer pick. This is what I'm seeing. Number two, though, I'm going to give Ohio State. Ohio State, I still think they're one of the most talented teams. They're going to score, and they're going to score in bunches. I don't see a team in the Big Ten that's going to match up with Ohio State. Not even Michigan at this point. There's a reason why I put Michigan number yes. five, Ohio State at number two. And number one, Uncle Max, they're back. Roll Tide. Alabama. The reason why I didn't put so much emphasis on this is because these are the same five teams I've had for the majority of the season. I gave a couple other teams a little chance, whatever. They blew it. And so you, we, you, you didn't yeah. pick Kansas in the top come five? On. Come on, brother. Let's not undefeated. Kansas is undefeated. <laughs> Kansas, have been, Kansas has been bad for the past five years, all right? Or longer. Or longer. A broken clock is right twice a day, okay? Their 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 best win is against a four and one Duke. That'd be just come on. Big <laughs> win. Big win. <laughs> they beat Duke for the yeah, house. Look what happened. Coach K retires. Kansas beats Duke. Uh, <laughs> that had nothing to do with nothing. Oh. <laughs> Different sport, there, that's right. Absolutely. But hey. But hey, them, them basketball, um, the Blue Bloods have been doing not so bad. Um, four and one Duke, four and one Kentucky, four and one North Carolina, uh, Kansas five and zero. Oh. That that's pretty strong for basketball programs. Yeah. So I got to put them out there. But the reason why I put emphasis on um, Georgia lying to us is because what I like to feature more than anything, as opposed to the top five, same five teams, just shuffle around a little bit. This is B-Live's not top five because they want to do all these rankings all early in the season, and they don't really matter, and it's because of these five teams that I am going to mention. Oh, man, oh, man. Starting at number five. Number five. Minnesota, the Gophers, what are you doing? What ha- what? what happened? Like, I, I just don't quite understand Minnesota. I w- you you are the I, I don't how's the Big Ten split up again? I think it's, I thought it was the Big Ten East. It's not the Big Ten East or West, North. So I forget exactly how it went, but Minnesota made it to the Big Ten Championship last year. We were hoping for the same thing this year. And you just cannot, and I mean, you cannot lay an egg just like Minnesota did. Can I can I take a time out here? Go go for it. Go for it. What what you got going on? Um, you're gonna talk about four more teams. I'm hoping that one of those teams better not be one of those teams I think it is. And oh, Oh, that, it absolutely is. I already no, know. No, no, we're not, yep, not going to yep, talk yep, about. We're yep, gonna, yes, we are. Yes, yes, I we are. This, this is my segment. Off. I nope. started this show off telling you how much I appreciated you. Okay. It, nope. Let's just talk about three teams, and we'll leave the other the, the other team. Uh, okay, all right. Let's, we won't talk about that. Yeah, we'll just make this the be live top four. Go ahead. All right, all right. Like I said, time, time in, time in. <laughs> Minnesota against Purdue. Come on. Come on, it's Purdue. 
you're supposed to show your dominance. Um, I'm going to figure out how they divided um, their conference again. But Minnesota, we were rooting for you. And again, we don't know how the Big Ten – how is those divisions broken up again? Somebody help me out with that while I go on to number four. Uh, it uh, is the Big Ten. I'm looking. Up. We don't, we, don't, we don't care. Just give us the rest of them. We don't, we don't care. <laughs> the Big Ten, East, the Big Ten East, and the Big Ten West. It okay. is broken. It is broken up that way. Yes. Well, we have yeah. a repeat. We have a repeat. Um, performance here when it comes to the Be Live Not Top Five Texas A and M. What are you doing? I'm gonna say this again. What are you doing, Texas A&M? You're number four, and you make an appearance again. Did y'all forget? Did y- y'all forgot y'all had a game? Y'all, you, you're looking ahead to Alabama. Ooh, that's coming. That's coming. Y'all, y'all, y'all mm. forgot. Not only did y'all forget to play this week, y'all also caused ESPN College Game Day from coming to y'all because they much rather see as opposed to <laughs> Texas A&M and Alabama, they now much rather see Kansas. Game day scored to Kansas. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what happened? This is supposed to be the game that we all marked on our calendars. Yep. And, and Texas A&M. Yep, that makes number four. So I guess because Scotty D wants me to – he wants me to skip – um. Um, and go because I only have four teams now. Now I have five teams because you know, come on, come on, y'all lost to Georgia Tech. Okay, at home, mm. at home, the fighting Narduzzi's. Damn, it's it's the refs' fault. Yeah, I blame the refs. Georgia Tech. They didn't even have a coach, and they fired a coach. I know. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Pitt lost to a team who the previous week didn't have the same coach. Yeah, that's that happened <laughs> at home. Yeah, that that was an egg, a big old blue and gold egg. Moving on to number two. <laughs> number two, and I said this at length and at nauseum in my top five. There's still there's still number four. But in my not top five, they are overrated. Overrated. And that's the reigning, defending, undisputed national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. They are number two in my overrated, be live, not top five. It's Mizzou, (laughs) people. It is Mizzou. I can't say this enough. It's Mizzou. There's a lot of teams where you expect them to step up to the plate. And play you better than they normally do, but it's Mizzou. And they were beating them by double digits for the majority of the game. That was supposed to be the upset of the century. Y'all climbed back in, but that is not. That ain't it. Georgia, not sure. Y'all have plenty of time to prove me wrong. Absolutely. That's why I do what I do. I'm calling you out, Bulldogs. Because I think right now, if it was Georgia versus Clemson, I think we have something for y'all this year. I said what I said. Uh-oh. <sighs> you said what he said. And ladies and gentlemen. But when, but when, it, comes, but when it comes to number one, oh. 
and to be live, not top five. It hurts me. It pains me to say this. Get ready, Scotty D. Get ready. All roads lead to Dabo. But it's not Clemson. You, but, yeah. once you be, but once you become a head coach, you're on your own, buddy. Mm. Number one. Oklahoma. <laughs> a Venables-led team let TCU score 55 points. 50, Burger. Well done, baby. 55. I was like, they, they, they scored 41 points at the half. They scored 27 points in their first quarter. Coach Venables, you are the defensive guru. What happened? Oklahoma, you're out of the top 25. You are now bottom dwelling in the Big 12. And y'all better fix something quick because this performance will not bode very well in the almighty SEC. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your B Live. Overrated. Be live, not top five. What what say you, Scotty D? Outside of my um, Pittsburgh being number three, I already because uh, you, 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 you 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 felt it. <laughs> I, I I I it it hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh, he's going to Pittsburgh here in a second. So, and and that's and that was deserved. Honestly, I mean that to not be able to beat Georgia Tech at home and lose like that. That was that's but I, I know they scored a couple late. Uh, uh, late points to make the score look closer than it was, but but I I still wouldn't pull Georgia or put Georgia on that list. Just considering the fact that they are still Georgia and they are still the number two team in the country, and when they were facing adversity, yeah, they the, pulled it out and they, won. They came back. They are the number four team in the country on my list. Okay. They're the number two team on my not top five. I'll make sure you get it. Yes, they're number two by those other rankings that whatever we. Whatever they don't mean anything either right now. They want to make it seem like it means something. Yeah, I, I would have thought maybe Baylor having taken two early losses maybe would have slid down out of there. But um, that's I mean it's it's a respectable list. I, I you you uh, you thought outside the box there by putting a power team also in the not top five. So Georgia making both lists very interesting. Yep. And again, I thought about Baylor, but again, that would be disrespectful to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State now, right now, sits the top of the Big 12. And I'm just saying that them having two losses, I mean, would have. And I think the other one was the BYU, who was also a top 25 team. So it's not like they lost to terrible teams, but and that's what two, I thought of. Two, two I, in five weeks is. is not good for a good team. I, I thought I thought about Kentucky, but again, I try to look at teams that lost to ranked teams. That happens because the rankings don't necessarily matter. That's the reason why behind to be live, not top twenty-five, the top five is because. Okay, some of these ranked games, yes, you may be right in some sense, 
Both of these teams are top 25. They may be just not as high as they may sure. should have been. But you're supposed to win those games against those teams. They're Mizzou. 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 Come on. Like, Mizzou, Mizzou will never be top 25 ever in anything. But they should not be winning by double digits. Over I don't the know. Kansas and Syracuse, two undefeated teams. Perennial doormats in the NCAA. Never say never. Yeah. So. You never say never. But looking at my phone, fellas, guess what time it is. Hmm. What time is it? What happened? What's going on? I, I want to know. Oh, I'm glad you asked. It's time once again for our favorite portion of the show, The Choices of the Voices. And with that being said, hey, yo, Button, hit it. Choices of the Voices coming at you right now. And now, our favorite part of the show, The Choices of the Voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so lovely Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show, The Choices of the Voices. Scatter D likes when I scream like a raven lunatic, so that's why I do that. I love it. It is The Choices of the Voices. When we ask you the question, you give us the answer, and we talk about it right here on Choices of the Voices on the Sports Bros Podcast. With that being said, Scotty D, what's the question for this week's Choices of the Voices? Got a little tricky this week by asking you what your favorite trick play was that you've seen on any level of football, high school, college, NFL. And we had some pretty cool answers here. Uh, a, a few repeats, and that's the that just shows uh, how how some of these were significant and stuck out to mm-hmm. people through the years. So, Eddie, cool. What we get here? Let's let's talk about some of the answers. All right, let's get into it. All right, Trey Dizzle. He said this was my favorite. Um, out quarterback, um, out quarterback presented the good to be tricked our entire fan base and the ownership into believing it. <laughs> this is yeah. So he's got a meme of Dak Prescott fumbling. Okay. Saying that he pretended to be good and he he tricked everybody. Yeah. Did he stole two hundred million dollars from the owner? <laughs> I hope his kids are all girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this with him. Trey Dizzle is a. <laughs> Trey Dizzle is the gift that keeps on giving. All right, we got Mark Olds. He said the hook and ladder in the Miami Dolphins versus Chargers in double overtime where Kellen Winslow was carted off the field from exhaustion. I'm sorry, carried off the field from exhaustion. Yeah, and a few years ago when we were talking about the greatest football games we've ever seen, the greatest NFL game we ever saw, that was, to me, still my choice and that was i think 1982 was that game or 81 yep. and 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 i remember as a kid watching that game and that hook and ladder play is the is the i'd say it's the most famous but the kel winslow blocking field goals and 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 all that's that crazy it was just a crazy game all around it was it was phenomenal but that hook and ladder from don strock to durio harris flipping it back to tony nathan that was uh, a spark when to the Dolphins and they had fallen behind early in that game and they got them back in the second quarter. Going into halftime, they if they didn't take the lead, they had closed the gap. But that was that was probably the most famous version of this ever, really, because it was it was of the success of it. Very exciting. Yep, Brian Lavelle. He said that's mine. Well, that's mine as well. Referring to Mark Olds hook and ladder play. 
Um, although Boise State game was pretty amazing as well, too. He's referring to the Statue of Liberty play. Yeah, and actually, I think they had uh, this is against Oklahoma, what was like 2007 or so. Yep. But I think they also didn't they, they have a hook and ladder play that worked initially that 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 they ran. I think they had two trick plays in that game. I think they ran a hook and lateral and then they d- ran the Statue of Liberty one to to win the game with the with the two point conversion. But I think they had one as well. I don't remember that, but I remember that one play. I think it was it Ian Johnson? Yeah, Ian Johnson. He yeah, yeah. He took he took the, the behind the back handoff yep. and and then proposed to his girlfriend on the sideline. I about to say, yeah, and then proposed to his girlfriend. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how that's working for him. Hey, hell of a way to uh, propose. To his it was, yeah, it was cool. Yep. All right, uh, Tony Bogan. He said Statue of Liberty from that same game, the Boise State Oklahoma Fiesta Bowl. He said that whole game was a fever dream. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy finish. Yeah. Awesome game. I just want to. That's probably. You talk to college football fans. That's always going to rank up there. I think for among the like the best games ever watched because of how cool that was. Especially considering Boise State was kind of an upstart going against a traditional powerhouse and was able to to get that win. Yep, it was all inspired by Appalachian State. I think it was the same year they beat Michigan at home. All right, we got Joel Turner. He said, "Where did you get the Dan the Dean Strunken hire? I think that's how you spell the man. Stein Cooler. Okay, Dean Stein Cooler image from." And he said the fumble ruski. Awesome picture and was a great play. That is college football was college football to me. So the fumble ruski, was that the uh, Nebraska and Miami? Yeah, and okay. the Orange Bowl in 1984. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to read the whole oh, – we have a whole long um, <laughs> novel written about this, but the gist of it was – It got condensed. Yeah, yeah, okay, go shout, ahead. Hey, shout out to B-Live. It got condensed. <laughs> And this is to our buddy. This is to our buddy Joel Turner, who who did an appearance on our show a while back. Yeah, shout out to Joel Turner, man. Hope all is well with you. The best name in the game, JoJo Comfort. He said that Dan Marino fake spike play against the Jets was fire. Big time set of stones for pulling that off. Yeah, that was like really the that was the first time we'd really seen that. I believe you know some oh. other. It's since been done by other other players, but that was the first time we ever saw that. It's like. Uh, and I think it was unplanned, wasn't it? Wasn't it something like Marino and uh, whoever his receiver was kind of like mm. eyeballed each other and decided that like at the last second to do it. Very, yeah. very good. Very good call. That was, and I like that answer because that was one I hadn't even given any thought to. Yeah, that was against the Jets and they won that game. That was pretty ballsy, pretty ballsy. All right. We got Uncle Max. He said it was a high school play long ago when Mountain Brook was playing Vestivia. Mountain Brook lined up in the I formation. The quarterback started to count and then pulled up and walked towards the sideline with his hands in the air as if he was going to call a timeout. The defense then stood up and relaxed, and the center snapped the ball to the tailback, and he ran 40 yards to the touchdown. To me, that was the definition of trickeration. Yeah, good call. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, Martin Tracy, Matty Icey said, one of my favorite trick plays uh, Leon Letts Thanksgiving blunder, also Mark Sanchez's butt fumble, and this just in: Aaron Judge hits number sixty-two. No, he didn't, did he? Yep. <laughs> what? I thought, I, I thought he. I thought that was. Oh, they had a doubleheader today, didn't they? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, I was looking at the early one. What are we looking at again? Uh, Aaron Judge. Breaking news: Aaron Judge just hit number sixty-two. It is all. Oh, it is. Yes. And it wasn't during a college football game, and ESPN didn't split screen it. <laughs> Teaching every one of y'all that wanted to stop college football, 
Hey, my bad. I'm sorry. I, I, I loved it. <laughs> I, I love that coverage that they did this past week. Wow. <laughs> Trick plays and, and a historic home run. Congratulations. Aaron Judge. Judge. Yeah, Aaron Judge. I'm sorry. Mike Judge. <laughs> Mike Judge. <laughs> Beavis some buddy. <laughs> hey, Beavers. All right, so here we go. Shout out to Trey Bizzle. Oh, Mark where, 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 where are we at, though? Let we, did we cut somebody's answer up? Oh, yeah, Maddie Ice. Talking about Leon that penalty box today. Continue. <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah. And he, also, and he also said Mark Sanchez is butt fumble. Ain't no trickeration about that. Well, you might as well add the butt punt while you're at it, too. Yeah. yeah. Was, was that was that all the answers off of uh, both pages? Yes. Yep. That's okay, all that's we got. Everything. Shout okay. To, yep. Shout out to Trey Dizzle, Mark Olds, Brian Lavelle, Tony Bogan, Joel Lee Turner, JoJo Comer, the best name in the game, Uncle Max, the Hall of Famer himself, and Matty Ice, Matt and Martin Tracy for their participation in this week's choices of the voices. Be live, trick play. What you got? Oh man, this is something near and dear to my heart because I think it was said best in the movie. Um, the replacements. Whenever you get a big guy touchdown, you get a big guy dance. And this this part of this does not go all rosy to dabble, but it does go back to the Clemson days. But um, a shout out to the fridge. Hey. William, the refrigerator Perry. With the, I believe it was Super Bowl, um, Super Bowl twenty, yeah, Super Bowl twenty. When he lined up as a fullback at every bit of three hundred and fifty pounds, and just ran. It ain't even that much of a trick, but it's just a defensive player lining up on the offensive side of the ball and running it in, and then a tribute to the fridge, my man, break dancing himself. Because I believe, yeah, um. Fridge was known for the Super Bowl shuffle. And then you got my man breakdancing, Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins for the Miami Dolphins. He has two NFL receptions for touchdowns. So big man lining up on the offensive side of the ball, catching the ball for a touchdown and breakdancing in, in the end zone. Come on. It may not be that much of a trick. But it's just a beautiful thing to see. Christian Wilkins also lined up for fullback at Clemson and ran in a couple touchdowns and then also as a leading block. It was just a beautiful thing. Just seeing seeing the big boys on the defensive side having fun on the offensive side of the ball. I love it. I want some more of it. Big boys need some love, too. The Fridge, Perry, William Perry, and Christian Wilkins. Gotta love it. Yes, sir. Scotty D, what, what you, what, who, who, what, what, what's your trick play of choice? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you one from each level, and, okay. and, and I know you guys have seen this one, but in 2013 at a JV high school game, um, El Camino, the, the nephew of Jada Pinkett, Jaleel Pinkett, had an 80 yard touchdown run when he lined up early in the game. The center handed him the ball legally, and he walked over to the side and said, "Coach, this is the wrong ball." He's holding up the wrong mm-hmm. ball, and the other team just froze, and he just took off down the sidelines, eighty yards. He took he, the old wrong ball play, Un- wow. unbelievable that wow. that the entire mm-hmm. other team would fall for that. But it was a, just like a slow snap, and he 
He was sold it like something was legitimately wrong. Um, w- Joel Turner briefly talked about the fumble Ruski, and I can remember watching that game as a kid, and and everybody in the stadium was fooled because they legit laid the ball down, and the guard for Nebraska picked it up and took off down the sideline and scored a touchdown. That one in college to me is like the epitome of the of a trick play, old school trick play that you just really don't see a whole lot of teams have the guts to run something like that anymore because it has to be perfect because if you just lay it down like that, it could get kicked backwards or the other team could spot it and grab it. The fumble Ruski was pretty incredible as well as the Kyle Stanford. I, you can call it a trick play, the the, the multiple laterals yeah. that, that ended up with the band is on the field. And, and the whole, <laughs> the whole um, I, I already talked about the, the uh, Miami hook and lateral play. Um, but there was an, another one, and this is a shame because this one did not count. But this was back when the Bears and Packers were playing, and Devin Hester was like the most dangerous return man in the league. The Packers punted, and Devin Hester was lined up on the left side of the field and was playing like he was going to catch the punt. And the whole defense went towards him. Only the punt didn't go to him. It went to Johnny Knox on the other side of the field. I remember And that. he took the punt, and he ran it back, and nobody even knew he had the ball except for, I think, just the punter because he knew which direction he kicked it and, and the Chicago team. And there was like a holding call or something that brought it back. Yep. It, it didn't count, but it was insane. And it was it was a, it was a beauty. And that that was like a, just I, I'd never I thought that was very creative. I never saw anything quite like that. So that was that was another cool one. How about you, Eddie? Cool. What you got? Uh, let's see. I got a few of them. Uh, let's see. The first play. No one mentioned the Music City Miracle. I was going to, and I passed it off to you. I, I, I had that written down, and I decided to, to not say yes. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 Controversy the, abounds yeah. in that one. Yeah. Did Was his foot over the line? Did he throw it behind? The, was, it, was it parallel to the line? Marv Levy mad as hell with a big old coat on that was bigger than him. So it was just it was just absolute medicine, and and, 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 and the Titans won the game. It's, it's, a, it's a kickoff. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, was it? Wade Phillips was actually the head coach of the Bills because yeah, yeah. Wade sorry, Phillips yeah, was losing yeah, yeah. his mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I got, got Marv Levy from. I just see Marv Levy mad. As he, was and, yeah, he, he was there. Yeah, he was there. <laughs> he was there too. He's been there for like 90 years. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. Wade Phillips was like, what the hell is going on? And then I think, yeah, was it was it Frank Wycheck threw it to Dyson? You know, yeah. I, I think it's through it. Yeah, it was it was Wycheck. Yeah, yeah, Wycheck threw it to Dyson. I think Lorenzo Neal had something to do with it, but I might be tripping. Um, and May Mike, have pitched it back. I think. Yes, I don't yes. think Wycheck didn't field it. It was pitched back to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Lorenzo Neal fielded, and then he pitched it back to Wycheck, and then Wycheck threw like across the other side of the field, and nothing but daylight. Kevin Dyson mm-hmm. gone to the house. Wild card playoffs. Incredible. Incredible. That's one. Number two is the Philly special that we saw in the Super Bowl between the Patriots mm-hmm. and the Eagles. So didn't see that coming. Now we saw early in that game where they tried to trick play and Tom Brady tried to catch the ball and we see how <laughs> yeah. we see how, how bad that went. And I guess uh Philly was like, oh, you want to do trick plays? In the words of Usher, watch this, watch this, watch this. We got a trick play. And so I was like, what is Nick Foles doing? I was like, oh man, it's a trick play. Philly special. I'm like, I hope he catch the ball. And he did. So that was a good. That was another good one. Um, I think my senior year of high school, uh, I forgot who the hell we were playing against, but uh, we also ran a hook and ladder play too. Now, 
the offense that we want, ran was a wing T offense, which means we ran the hell out of James Wilson, number 44, one of the greatest running backs in the history of Normal Beach High School. Um, he ran the ball furious, and so I guess we decided to throw a little trickeration in the situation and run a hook and ladder. I think Stefan Gore completed the pass to, I think it was, I don't remember who it was, but I remember Mac Reese getting, getting a, Mac Reese Marine getting the ball and just streaking down the sideline, and it was just a thing of beauty. Did he score the touchdown? I don't think so, but uh, yeah, a hook and ladder, a Philly special, and uh, yeah, Music City Miracle, one, two, and three. Very good. Very nice. I like it. I like it. Oh, this trick plays are beautiful. I really, I think I love it more, especially in college football, pro football. I mean, it's one of those things where it's nice nice to see them just have fun with it. But yeah, it's college football. You you, see the creativity of it is beautiful. I love it. Yes, sir. The flea flicker is a pretty good play too. When when ran right, the flea flicker that's pretty, it's a pretty dope play too. Yeah, the, and I remember the Steelers ran something like that in the Super Bowl. It's Randall L throwing a yes, they did. A, it was like a fake reverse, and he pulled up and and threw it. At maybe the Heinz Ward, I, I can't remember, but yeah, I know Randall right. L, Randall L was the one that, that threw the pass. Yeah, little do people know that Antoine Randall L was also a college quarterback, and he played for Indiana University. He was a Hoosier. Yeah. Correct. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Yep. Trivia, useless trivia. That's you. Didn't know. <laughs> All right. With that being said, it's been another edition of the Choices of the Voices. And Scotty D, what's on tap for next week? All right. We're going to do, do a kind of an odd one here in the NFL. But think back to uh, years ago when we had like an annual meeting between Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, the, the Colts and Patriots. And yet you fast forward and both of those guys wore uniforms to different teams. So I want you to think of the the question is, give us a player who you associate with one team that ended up with another. And which one of those guys you thought looked the strangest in their new uniform? You know, Peyton Manning kind of looked weird in a Broncos uniform, but he stuck around to go to the Super Bowl twice with that team. Don't want to talk about it. All right, cool. Moving on. Anyway, ah, uh, well, it doesn't have to be a quarterback. It can be other players. I know it but can be, but you bring that. Wh- what NFL player who you associate with the team did you find most looked looked most strange when he switched teams and put on a different uniform? That will give us something to talk about next week. Hey, man, don't you got the wrong uniform on? What you doing? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the reaction. Um, yeah, Gary Rice, what are you doing in that Raiders uniform? You don't belong in that. That's, that's a that's a good answer. <laughs> a Seahawks uniform, Jerry. Come on, bro. That one looked really weird. Yeah. Julius Julius Peppers in a Green Bay uniform. Come on, bro. Yeah. On, bro. yeah. There's actually there's a lot of these on there. But then <laughs> there's there's some like you know I remember when Kurt Warner suited up for the Cardinals. You know he had won these you know been to the Super Bowl won the Super Bowl with the Rams. I remember thinking he he kind of looks natural in that Cardinals uniform. He looked okay in that, but. And he had actually been in a Giants uniform prior to that. Maybe that's why there was a buffer in between. But yeah. Hey, there's a, there's a lot of them out there. But which one did you really like when you look at like, that does not look right. That just really doesn't do it for me. <laughs> all right, there we go. You got your set all set up for next week's Choices of the Voices. Coming up next, Around the Pepper. And, girl, I've told you on several occasions, why are you so hard-headed? Don't sneeze on me and wipe your boogers on my shirt. Who is this girl you're talking to, Aiko? I want to see her. <laughs>
She's she's snotty. That's all I know. <laughs> she's had a cold this entire year. Uh, you sure? <laughs> I gotta make the girl. I gotta make the girl a hot toddy some tea. The weather blowing blowing boogers. I don't want that thing or that rona. So, anyways, uh, Pepper coming right up after this. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. Well, you heard the woman's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go, we're going to do a round of pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really, here to engage, entertain, enlighten, and educate. The four E's in no particular order. All right, with that being said, I'll go first. On this day in history, Back in 1915, Detroit Tiger speedster Ty Cobb. Yes, Ty Cobb. You know who Ty Cobb is. I'm pretty sure you do. All right. Steals his 96th base of the season in a 5-0 loss to the Cleveland Indians. All right. Now, that 96th base uh, record, it stood for a while until 1962. And guess who broke it? Lou Brock. No, I think, Scotty D, I think you talked about him a few weeks ago. Mari Wills. Oh, Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He ah. just passed. He passed, yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. Nice. Yep. Mari Wills. Mari Wills. And he said, you know what? He got 96. Watch this. I don't know if they did watch this back then, but he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he, um, in 62, he had 104 stolen bases. And then probably about 20 years later, a dude named Ricky Henderson came along and just put the world upside down. And stolen bases haven't been stolen bases ever since. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, so uh, about a week or so ago, early last week, uh, Jalen Ramsey of the Rams, the cornerback, ripped the NFL because he keeps getting fined. He's been fined for his socks or his tights or his knee pads. And this is something the NFL does. They send, like, the fashion police, the uniform police to each game. And if you're not wearing your socks correctly or if you have a towel hanging too low or if you're you're showing your knees or skin like a certain Colts player did a few years ago they will fine you for that and Jalen Ramsey said he's had enough of that he's past that he said this is silly you need to worry more about player safety huh and then Thursday night came and Tua was did the did the crazy finger thing laying on his back in the middle of the field. Mm. And since then, the doctor has been fired and the player safety has been kind of uh, up in the air again. Tua will be held out of next Sunday's game. And, you know, Jalen Ramsey brings up a good point. Now, I, I think he said that out of frustration because one really has nothing to do with the other. It's two different issues, two different things that, uh, that the league is looking at. But uh, it, it's it, – it, you know, it just seems like with the, the concussion thing that this issue is still not quite under control. Not sure how this is going forward. But the Dr. Live, as you said, was a scapegoat. Interesting to see yeah. what how, how this investigation unfolds as we find out more of who cleared Tua, whether he should have been cleared, whether he should not have been cleared. Stay tuned. More information to come on the Tua head injury. Live, over to you. That, 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 uh, that doctor... Um, was the um unaffiliated neurological um? So th there's a C in there. Whatever, he yeah. wasn't the only one that cleared to him. Exactly. Put it, put, it, put, it, put, it, put it that way. Yeah. My 
Miami Dolphins, you got some more explaining to do. Y'all yeah. been shady. I'm going to leave it at that. My first pepper point, um, you know me as a fan. I, I tend to be pretty biased when it comes to my teams who I support. You know I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. You know I'm a Clemson Tiger fan. You know I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan. You know I'm a Carolina Hurricanes fan. You also know when it comes to Major League Baseball, I am a diehard, bearded chop, 48, chop on Atlanta Braves fan. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, you've got to give respect to where respect is due. I'm going to just throw in a couple of dates, a couple of quotes, and a couple of names. Back in June 5th, 2000, wow. There are a lot of catching Molina brothers. And this is referring to Yadier <laughs> Molina. Wow. There was he there's a um a few other Molinas in the league at the time. December 13, 2003. And this is um a quote. After all, if the Braves, my Atlanta Braves, the team with the best reputation for young pitchers in the whole sport, mm. let him He's also a Georgia native, by the way. Let him go so willingly, there must be something wrong with him. They were talking about Adam Wainwright. Mm. And back in February 15, 2001, and I quote from Tony LaRussa, he said, pool holes shouldn't make the club. But I didn't think Mark McGuire was going to make the club in 1987. And this was, of <laughs> course, talk about Albert Pujols. 62-plus years of professional baseball experience. They start their MLB career with the St. Louis Cardinals. They just played their last game in St. Louis this wow. past weekend. 62-plus years. So shout-out to Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, and Albert Pujols. Three guys that will most likely be etched. Two of them for sure. Adam Wainwright, the, the jury may still be out. But Yadier Molina, Albert Pujols are surefire Hall of Fame ballots without question. Yep. Hey, that is a lineup to say the least to be retiring this year. And yeah. And, I, and if I'm not mistaken, B Lab, I think in their last home game, did they get pulled at the same time? Yeah, I think the manager like took all of them out so they could walk off sort of together with a round of applause to the to the fan. Classy move and cool thing to have. Yeah, that's and, that's some longevity <laughs> for sure. And who holds still hitting home runs with seven hundred and three? Yeah, still <laughs> still raking twenty four on the season. Twenty four. Let's get still it. Raking. Eddie Cool. <laughs> the ball. Twenty four on the season. Um, Scotty D, help me out. It's. Yadier, Benji, and who else? Um, I want to say it's Josh Molina. I think I heard maybe. Let me. I I could. I think I might be able to pull that one up a little because I did have the story. Was it Dabo? No, it was not. Dabo Molina. One of all all roads even behind the plate lead to Dabo. Wow. Hey, Khalil Green. He played for Clemson. Short son of a... Anyways, um, moving on to my next pepper point. Uh, this past weekend, we lost a legend in the world of professional wrestling. As we've mentioned here, we're all fans of professional wrestling. Um, 
in Japan. Yes, Japan. Uh, the late, great, legendary Antonio Inoki passed away. Um, a little quick rundown about the Japanese legend himself. He was the founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, then he turned politician later on in his career. He's a two-time IWGP um, world champion, which is the IWGP is the International Wrestling Grand, P Grand Prix, which is the governing body of New Japan Pro Wrestling. All right, he's a multi-time Hall of Famer and what some people consider the first ever MMA match between him and Muhammad Ali took place in 1976. So uh, we lose a legend in the world of professional wrestling, Antonio Inoki. And um, in case you didn't know, Antonio Inoki, he was a former WWE champion, but for some strange reason, they didn't want to recognize it. So shout yeah. out to Triple H for recognizing Antonio Inoki's title reign as the WWE champion. Over to you, Scotty D. Yeah, I remember seeing the old clip of Inoki and Mahomes. He was like kind of laying on his back, like kicking at it, like did the bicycle kick and a leg kick. Yeah. <laughs> stuff that you see today, stuff that you might see Anderson Silva do. Except that Anderson Silva is not kicking anymore. He's stepping into the boxing ring these days, and he's three and one as a professional. And be live, you know who is fighting next on October 29th? Um, one, one, one of them, Paul brothers. It's, Jake it's, Paul, it's, baby. It's Jake, Jake Paul. Paul. <laughs> While Logan will be taking on Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship, Jake Paul back in action against Anderson Silva. And I tell you, I think I just might watch it. I want to see the spider hand his dude his ass finally once and for all. <laughs> be live. Over to you, buddy. You better not throw oh. it. I know that much. You better not throw that fight. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Why, 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 why? <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about a little bit of basketball. The NBA preseason is underway. Really? Yeah. 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 Huh. Huh. What do you know about that? Well, here's, here's why this. Pepper Point is so interesting. The Phoenix Suns, the NBA regular season leading Phoenix, Phoenix Suns, they played a team from Australia, a professional team from Australia, in their home preseason opener by the name of the Adelaide 36ers. Oh, oh okay. They're right. good. They're good. <laughs> the Adelaide 36. They run the box in one defense. I know. I've seen them play. They're really good. <laughs> the Adelaide 36 has <laughs> finished seventh out of 10 teams in the NBL last season, which is the Australian um, um, Pro League. And they they finished seventh with a 10 and 18th record. 10 and 18 ah. record. So they were seventh out of the 10 teams in Australia. The Phoenix Suns were the best team during the regular season in the NBA. Who should win this game? you think it would be the Suns. You would <laughs> think so. But you would be incorrect. <laughs> because the Adelaide 36ers won 134 to 124 this past Sunday. And the 36ers did it in spectacular.
spectacular fashion in a way that Scotty D is so happy about. They shot 24 for uh, 24 of 43 from long distance. They shot over 50% from the three-point line. They were led by Craig Randall, who played briefly at the University of Memphis, and then Tennessee Martin, UTM, for a stop at the G League. And Robert Franks, they combined for 67 points. Two players combined for 67 points and 15 three-pointers between them. The Phoenix Suns, do they even have an owner yet? <laughs> now, yeah, here, yeah, them Australian boys owned them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now, but and before you think that this was an exhibition game and that nobody really played, that would be incorrect. Cameron Payne led the Suns with 23 points. Mikel Bridges and DeAndre Ayton added 22 apiece. Devin Booker had 13 points. Chris Paul had 12 assists. They played their starters and lost to the seventh place team in the Australian National Basketball League, 134 to 124. Eddie Cool, three for three, the ball. Golden State going to kill them. <laughs> Golden State going to kill them. If you lose it to the Adelaide 30, what the hell is a 36er? You got a 76er, and, and, and 87ers, a 90 That's either here nor there, man. All right, so um, my third and final pebble point is about me. That's right, Eddie Cool, also known as Ed Vereen from WOBL Radio. Um, you listen to this podcast. It's going to be Wednesday, so I'm going to tell you what to do come Friday night, all right? So um, you can catch me on the Murner Law Halftime Show presented by Murner Law um, on WOBL Radio at halftime of the Clearview Clippers at the Wellington Dukes, all right? Um, I'll be flying solo on the halftime show this week. Yes, I'll be my partner, Nikki Lynn. She's been going out of town, and um, I'll be flying solo this week. So here's how you can catch it, right? So listen, because everybody be like, oh, we want to hear you. Where can we hear you? Where can you listen? Do you need an app? Yes and no, but I'm going to tell you how to get there, all right? So check this out. You can tune in to WOBL if you're up in the Northeast Ohio area, which is 107.7 FM, 1320 AM, all right? If you don't live in the state of Ohio, you can listen online at WOBLradio.com. And you can also download the free Gold Country Cool Cat app at your Google Play Store, the Apple Store, or wherever you can find your apps at. So your boy doing his thing Friday nights on the radio, Sounded pretty good. I love I love what I do. And when they say, you know, when you love when you do what you love, it's not really work. I'm just on the radio having fun, talking about high school football, and I'll be joining my guy Dave Rivera for the postgame show as well, too. So if you get a chance, uh check me out. Matter of fact, I'll leave a link. So if you can do that for me, I greatly appreciate go. it. And shout out to everybody that's been supporting me due to, during this journey. From Scotty D to B Live. To Reese, to all my folks up in Ohio, all my folks back in South Carolina. I love y'all much. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Over to you, Scotty D. All right. Keep up the good work, man. Yes, sir. Uh, the last time I talked to you guys was September. It is now October. But 50 years ago, on the final day of September, September 30th, 1972, marked a significant milestone here in Pittsburgh as Roberto Clemente got his 3,000th hit. He hit a double off the Mets, John Matlack, in the new Three Rivers Stadium. 
uh, that that concluded his career as Roberto Clemente. He hit 312 that season. He had won 12 consecutive gold gloves, World Series titles, and, and all-star appearances. But on December 23rd, just months later, a massive earthquake in Managua, the capital of Nicaragua, took place. And on New Year's Eve, he got into a plane to deliver aid so that no corrupt officials would get hold of this stuff. He wanted this, the, the aid, he wanted the resources to go directly to the people in Nicaragua who needed them. And he never came back. The plane went down and he died a legend. And to this day, Roberto Clemente remains probably the most important, uh, revered, beloved sports figure in the history of Pittsburgh. Uh, the, 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 the right field wall in the new stadium is, is 21 feet high to honor him. And, and there's statues and men, you know, documentaries and TV shows and all that stuff. But this man's legacy lived on because he died helping people. And he was a magnificent baseball player and an even better humanitarian. So I just wanted to um, give a shout out to the greatest athlete in the history of Pittsburgh sports, Roberto Clemente, on the uh, 50-year anniversary of his final 3,000th career hit. Be live. Over to you. Y'all do this to me every week. Eddie Cool comes in um, with a feel-good story about um, the, um, the radio show and high school sports in the greater northern Ohio region. Scotty D comes in with a feel-good story um, that just, just tugs at your heartstrings. And here I come to ruin all of the moves. The because... foolishness. Let's get it. <laughs> I, I, I should have saved the Jake Paul story for last, though. <laughs> <laughs> you could have helped the brother out. I should have saved Jake Paul. God, because I'm about to ruin it for real, for real. Just to let everybody know, this be your boy. And my third and final pepper point, y'all know how I do things with my third and final pepper point. It's the most ridiculous thing I can find throughout the week of sports. And this one is. Let me make sure we're on gallery view because this might this be on the internet. This one is a doozy, and I don't want to put emphasis on doozy because whenever you see the uh, medical cart come out, whenever it comes to football, it's usually a scary situation, a traumatizing injury, usually either torn ligaments, broken bones, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It is devastating to see the medical cart come out. Well, not always the case. The um, the Seattle Seahawks had a little bit of scare. Their fans might have had a little bit of a scare this past weekend because their star wide receiver, DK Metcalf, was carted off the field. Come to find out it was not an injury that had him carted off the field, but he reported that he had a little bit of a tummy ache during halftime, and that tummy ache was coming into fruition near the end of the game. Mm. And so instead of walking it out to the locker room, DK Metcalf admitted later on Twitter that he likely would not have made it to the restroom if it had not been for the medical cart because he had to go a number two in the worst type of way. <laughs> to the point where he could not walk it out. 
he needed the medical cart assistance to get him to the bathroom quick, fast, and in a hurry. You know how we try to walk it out and when we got to really make it happen? He said that was not happen. <laughs> wonder if it ha- did it happen in the cart? I they, that <laughs> every once in a while you slip one past the guard there. Yeah, you do right. DK Metcalf, his exact words on Twitter, and I quote, that clinch walk wouldn't have made it. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a solid one. It, was, it possibly was a wet one. <laughs> hey, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Got to- and speaking of Eddie, take us home. Just imagine, like, you know. You're running your route, and all of a sudden, like, that thing hit the bottom of your stomach. Because that's what hit. It hit the bottom of your stomach, and you got to cleanse your cheeks. And you got to cleanse your cheeks, and then you, like, you got to make a business decision. Like, okay, do I stand here and try to pinch? Because when that damn longer head go to poking, boy. And he say goodnight. Say goodnight. Say goodnight. Oh, oh my, 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 my bad. My bad. Yeah, we, so, we, we know how this stuff works. <laughs> So, so shout out, shout out to him, Lamar Jackson, Paul Pierce for having a boo boo at the same time. It's been, another, it's been another episode of the Sports Bowls podcast. Uh, thanks for watching, listening. We all love you. And in closing, do something nice for yourself, and if you can, do something nice for someone else. They're greatly appreciated now more than ever. Be a blessing, not a burden. This is an episode, another episode of the Sports Bowls podcast. Once again, shout out Reese Jenkins, lesser known comics, and prayers for everybody that's been affected by Hurricane. In we praying for you and we love you. I'm done. Be out. Get us up out of here. Yes, sir. Bloop bloop. The cockadoo and the snake is snake. <laughs> oh boy, we making doo doo jokes. Bye. See y'all next week. Thanks for listening to the Sports Bros Podcast. <laughs> the DK in Metcalf stands for Dookie King. <laughs> Duke, Dookie Kong. <laughs>